Hi, friends, and welcome back to The Sesh. I'm Janelle, joined with my, I was about to say boyfriend, fiance, John. Woo! And Corelli's here. Woo! Sydney is not here today, but nonetheless, we still have a wonderful de- guest. Wow, nonetheless, wonderful guest. That's very <laughs> cute. John's here. Um, you've been on the show in, I'm trying to think the last time, probably over a year. This is the first time you've been on the show in this studio, Correct. right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, so it's been a little while. It's been a while. But um, he was so lovely to come on the show today. And we have a good episode for you guys. We asked you on Instagram and Twitter, which is at the underscore sesh podcast. Make sure you're following us on there um, because we like to have audience participation every once in a while. And this week, we asked you guys to submit questions having to do with relationships and sex. Wow, spicy. And you guys really came through. So thank you for all of your questions. Um, We're going to get through as many as we can, but y'all sent a lot. So yeah, that's pretty much the plan for today. Um, Before we start, though, we always start the show off with our sweet and our sours. So I'll go first. Um, Charlie, okay, this guy's about to fall off the bed. Buddy, stay there. Okay, bud. So... My sour for this week is that um, I just have a really terrible stomach ache because I've been eating really shitty food all day, like random foods, and I feel like I'm going to throw up a little bit. Was it from last week? Did last week kickstart it? Okay, last week's episode, you guys, with the chamoy pickle, like all three of us felt like we were going to explode explode (laughs) out of multiple crevices. Yeah, (laughs) it was really bad. It was horrible. Um, Yeah, and this week... Today is not any better because I don't know why, but my stomach really hurts. I've been eating a bunch of random bullshit all day. And I think the Flaming Hot Cheetos really just put me all over the edge, which usually my Flaming Hot Cheetos do nothing but bring me joy and happiness in life. But today, it's a different story. So anyways, that's my sour. I don't feel good. (laughs) My stomach hurts. Um, My sweet this week, though, which I'm sure this is a lot of sweets for you guys out there, is Miss Queen herself, Rihanna, is going to be performing at the Super Bowl. Did you know this? I saw this. Yes, I saw this and I screamed a little bit, actually. I am so (laughs) fucking excited for her concert that has happens to also be, you know, having sports play. That's what everyone's like. Oh, I can't wait for the Rihanna concert. A little weird that people are going to be playing football during it, but whatever. whatever. (laughs) Do you think she's going to release any new music? Dude, I don't know. That'd be fucking wild. She like announces a new album or some shit. People are joking that it's just going to be a Fenty ad for like 10 minutes straight, which I'm like, I wouldn't be mad at that either, honestly. Um, I'm so excited, though. And at first, I thought that uh, Taylor Swift was going to be doing it because I was like the rumor. And if y'all know me, not a huge Swifty. I'm not a Swifty at all. I'm kind of anti-Swift. So, And y'all like to come for me for that. For some reason, all the Swifties out there get like personally offended when I say I don't like Taylor Swift. It's okay. I don't have to like her. I know she still has many fans. But I was a little bummed when it was like the rumors about her doing the Super Bowl. But ah, Miss Rihanna's coming through. You went from pretty bummed to pretty excited very quickly. Yeah, you saw that all up because it yeah. was in like less than 24 hours. At first, they talked about Taylor Swift and then Rihanna came through. So that is a huge win for America, really, and the world. That's fair. Yeah. Like, I mean, the world wins. Yeah, the world wins. I mean, Rihanna's fucking amazing, is she not? She is. Yeah. Like, I can't really think. Yeah. I can't even think of someone who'd be better, to be honest. 
that hasn't already performed. So yeah, very excited Great. about that. Uh, but we have a long time to go until. What are you looking up, Carly? Her baby. Her baby. Did she ever announce her baby's name? No, that's what I was. Uh, no, people are calling the baby uh, Riri Junior. <laughs> baby Riri. <laughs> yeah, there's so nothing cute. about the baby. Yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Um, and yeah, John, would you like to go ahead with your sweet and sours? Yeah. Week? So I guess I'll start with the sour because that's where you started. Okay. Um, it's pretty lame, but I've been having a lot of technology issues. I thought you were going to say stomach issues too. No, I was like, that this, be, this is why I love no. it. <laughs> hey, normally that, shitting out normally of that probably is the case, to be honest. But <laughs> not technology issues. Technology issues, which Mercury is in retrograde. Has it so, ended? No, no, it ends like, I think the first. I could be wrong. But oh. Soon-ish. Okay. So I'm going to blame it on that. Tell us about your issues. It's just, it's lame. It's, um, it's mainly with work. Um, I just keep getting disconnected from like the servers, the VPN, the internet when the internet connection is fine or like yeah. I'll go into office and then can't connect to the internet in office, which is really weird because it automatically connects. Um, and it's kind of been just a me thing. So, well, little, you have until the second, I'm a little sour about that. So the second, that's when it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I will be counting down the days. Do you um, believe in Mercury retrograde? I do. Um, I think for a while it was kind of an idea that, <laughs> that you like, cause for a long time ago, I didn't really know about it. So yeah. I think when you first like, you know, kind of brought up that idea or we yeah. started talking about it, it was, you know, at first I was like, nah, no, it doesn't really mean anything. But now I'm not, I can't say that I'm like definite, sure, but I've definitely seen impacts and I'm like, well, that's, that's, a it's coincidence. odd. Yeah, Weird exactly. Shit happens during this time. Annoying, like just it's little convenient. things that make it life more difficult than it needs to be i yep. feel like you know what i mean so yeah so that's my sour what's Very your sour sweet? about that my sweet i think my sweet is um actually watching big brother the finale <gasps> big brother last night yes and i'm so glad you brought this up and the winner is my sweet yes just because there's a lot of obvious obvious reasons um if you've watched the show yeah um but i also think it you know dives deeper from you know obviously it was a it was a woman that won mm -hmm. um a minority woman so first black woman to ever win big yeah. brother regular season oh huge. nice it's yeah. amazing yeah. so i and i think just the way she won um mm -hmm. this season you know being put up i think it was the first five weeks um on the block if you guys don't know yeah um and uh, yeah i think it's the way she won because a lot of times it's like who wins the competitions can kind of drive themselves through the game, which always happens. But mm -hmm. she really had the social game and had to play yes. that super, super hard. And it, you know, she wasn't the best, um, like didn't have the best resume when it came to competition and stuff, but her, she still won like three comps. She did. No, no, no. She, she won enough. And that's yeah. the thing is a lot of times it's the comp dominant, um, participants that are like driving sure. that. Yeah. But this time it wasn't quite the case. And it was just really cool to see her navigate that with that, you know, with, her kind of being targeted in those first so many weeks. So I thought yes. that was really cool. Yeah. If you guys have watched the show, then you know that she was targeted in a big way, like from day one, like people were, wanted her out. People didn't like her. People were bullying her. Like it was more than just, Oh, we want her out. It was like, I mean, she was like harassed in a lot of ways and just treated like shit by a lot of the house guests, especially at the beginning. And like John was saying, people were gunning for her since day one and she was on the block so many times and yeah she literally 
was able to save herself time and time again. And what I think is really amazing is the fact that every single week she maintained such like poise and respect for everyone else and was so nice to people and wasn't like bullying them and didn't like hold them, um, you know, wasn't like holding things against them because of the fact that they were coming for her or whatever. Like she maintained a friendship with as many people as she could. And it was just fucking awesome to see. Yeah, we were both so mm -hmm. excited that she won and she won America's Favorite Player, which yep. if you're not aware, basically people get to vote on who their favorite player is, like the viewers in America. And this is the first time in history that the person who won Big Brother also won America's Favorite Player. That's amazing. I remember I started watching the season. So when I looked her up, I was like, she looks so familiar. I'm so happy that she won. So I watched like maybe the first like, not the first season, sorry. The, I started watching the season at the beginning yeah. when it started, mm -hmm. but I stopped watching it like probably a month after it started. Yeah. And so that's amazing that she won because yeah, you're right. She was definitely picked on. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm just so excited for her. And she won. So the prize was $750,000 and then whoever wins America's Favorite Player gets a $50,000. <gasps> so she's walking with 800,000 before tax. John, tell us. How much it is, though, after tax, roughly? Because I was asking about that last night, and it made me so sad. It, it's hard to put an exact number on it, but probably half of that is That's, what she will pocket. Wow. Is it because, like, winnings is taxed higher? Um, or winnings partly. Higher? It's pro it, it depends how it's paid out. So normally, like, a bonus or commission is going to be taxed higher, which I imagine that's probably how they're going to pay it out. It's not like... I don't know if the show does it, but isn't there, like, an option where they can take, like, um, a a lump sum or something like that, or they can like have it. Maybe it's not Big Brother. I think that's different shows. I've heard of that where it's like you can take it over a time yeah. period versus a lump sum. But yeah, it's probably like 50% taxed roughly just because yeah. when you're making that much money too, you're obviously your income tax bracket is pretty high. Yeah. So yeah. Still. But I mean, it's it's still, it's still life-changing for still a lot of people. Suck. I would no. take it for sure. <laughs> and just the fact that not only do you get that money, but then obviously you have tons of opportunities afterwards just because you're known as the winner of a huge mm -hmm. game show. So is this a game show? I don't even know. A would, competition guess, show? Isn't Brother. that the same kind of? Yeah. But yeah, Big Brother's been going on forever. I always tell John he should apply to Big Brother because I feel like he'd be really good at it. Maybe one day. You're really good at like competitions and like, you know, physical comps and stuff, but then you're also extremely smart and personable, but you also have a really good ability to like just lay low. And like, I feel like you could just go under the radar and John, you should not you have one hundred percent. I feel apply. like I'd kind of be suited for it, so maybe in the future we will give sad, it a little though. whirl. I would be oh, I'd be so sad. I miss <laughs> you so much. But, you can see him on TV. I know. Yeah. So that is a really good sweet, John. I am excited that Taylor won, and now I'm sad that it's over because John and I are like big brother stands. You guys like Definitely. we are obsessed. We look forward to it because it's on three days a week every night. We're that it's on. We're all excited about it. Like. We love Big Brother. So now we have to find a new show to watch. Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, not quite the same, but. <laughs> no, it has not, it's, it's not uh, the same at all. But <laughs> it's entertaining. It's though. entertaining yeah. for sure. So thank you, John, for sharing your sweet and your sour. Crelly, what about you? Let's see. Um, This week, honestly, it was a pretty mellow, very laid back week. I was house sitting for Kendall. Mm -hmm. So not many sours. Um, I would say. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing, nothing soured, nothing way? sour. No, okay. I mean, I was with the animals and I was hanging out with the animals and it was great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I don't 
I don't have a sa- I don't want to like make up a sour. That's you know fine. No, I mean? yeah, you don't have to make one up. Um, I would say my sweet though. Um, I'm really excited actually. Um, I've been I've been going back to therapy for like the last I'd say like two months now, and I'm at a point now where I can say that I really like my therapist. Oh my god! Yeah, like that makes me so <laughs> yeah. happy. Um, I really really like her. She's great. She's fantastic. With my last therapist, I feel like. We kind of got to where we needed to go. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of just like a fizzled out. Yeah. Like it kind of just like was like, I don't know. It was she wasn't helping me as much as she could anymore or as much mm-hmm. as I needed anymore. So, um, yeah. And I didn't want to like, like, you know, the first couple sessions with my new therapist, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I love her. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes obviously that can change. Mm-hmm. But I would say like I'm two months in and I would say I really like her. I think she's fantastic. She gives great advice. Um. She's not much older than me, which is a little, it doesn't weird me out or anything, but it's it's just interesting mm-hmm. that she's like literally like a couple years older than me. Um, so I think that we relate a lot. Mm, that's um, important though. Yeah, no. To be able and, to relate. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's been really nice getting back into therapy and like getting back on like back on track, I guess, or like focusing on my mental health a little bit more recently than mm-hmm. I have been in the last like six months, I would say. Um, and it's nice. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's good for you. Thank you. I'm very proud of you for doing that and prioritizing your mental health because it's not always easy to do that because therapy is a lot of work. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is that you can go to therapy, but if you don't want to put in the work to go to therapy, <laughs> to be in therapy, yeah. I mean, you can go there and show up, but you have to put in the work in order for it to make a difference in your life. And a lot of times that's really hard to do, obviously, because you're talking about difficulties in your life and so um yeah i'm just proud of you for putting in the work and not giving up and finding someone that you feel like you have a good rapport with thank you i really appreciate like 75 percent of what really matters in therapy is rapport with your therapist yeah so good job thank you and it was like the first time ever that i've like not left therapy crying last week so that's a good that was like a really high point for me because i'm a crier really happy sad anxious excited anything any emotion cry so yeah it was really nice that i wasn't i wasn't as emotional <laughs> <laughs> you're like this you know a nice I change <laughs> no i, I know <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that for you all right well thank you guys for sharing your sweet and sours um leave a comment below of your guys's sweet and sours because i like reading through them it's fun shall we get into our main topic for the day I think we, we shall. shall. John, are you Let's ready? So I don't know about you guys, but every time I try something new, whether that's a restaurant or new groomer for my dog, maybe it's a hotel, whatever it may be, I always look at the reviews first. And that is no different when it comes to doctors. That is why I love ZocDoc so much because with ZocDoc, you can see real verified patient reviews to help find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten loose teeth, fix an achy back, or get that mole checked out, ZocDoc has you covered. And I love how easy it is to use ZocDoc's app. It's as easy as getting a ride to a restaurant or ordering sushi delivery to your house. With the app, you can search, find, and book doctors with just a few taps. And you can read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. With ZocDoc, you can find the doctor that is right for you. And you can book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. 
And every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I am one of them. It's my go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor, because there is nothing worse than getting a doctor that you feel like is not a good fit for you, or you feel like is not personable, or is not in your insurance in network. And ZocDoc really does give me that peace of mind to know that whatever doctor I end up going to see, they have good reviews, they're in my network, and I don't have to worry about anything like that. So go to ZocDoc.com sesh and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash sesh, ZocDoc.com slash sesh. Okay, so I asked you guys to ask questions about relationships and sex. 98% of them were about sex. So <laughs> that's really that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, starting off with, do you believe that sex is truly good for your health? Hmm. Um, yes, and it's scientifically proven to be good for your health for many different reasons, your physical health and your mental health. But that's as long as you're consenting to it and want to do it, obviously. Um, you shouldn't have to feel like you're being pressured into doing it just because you think like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. And that's, you know, quote unquote, what's healthy to do. It's healthy to do it if you want to do it and you feel comfortable doing it. You know what I mean? I do. I feel like I feel like I'm in the same boat on that one. That there's, you know, I can't cite studies, but yeah, it's been I think it's been proven um that it does benefit it. But like you said, there's there's a lot of factors. You don't want to force yourself into that situation or, you know, or in, into sex essentially without mm -hmm. um it kind of being the right situation because that's not going to help you. Um whether it be physically, emotionally, mentally. So yeah, that's Absolutely. important. Do you think in society it's hard for women to say no to anything sexually related? Do you think there's added pressures on women to just give a guy what they want? I'll let you answer this first because I think it's interesting to have a man's perspective. I mean, I feel like you guys are going to know what I'm about to say. Can you read it one more time? Sorry. Sure. Because it was long. Do you think in society it's hard for women to say no to anything sexually related? Do you think there's added pressures on a woman to just give the guy what they want? There's a lot to that question. Um, <laughs> it's loaded. I think, yeah, it is loaded. Are there pressures on women um, from an external standpoint? Yeah, it's there seems to be for sure. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think... That is very hard with the way our culture is now um, and the way I, the way things have been presented, whether it's in media, mm -hmm. any type of media. That's great um, but no, I mean, yeah, there's definitely pressures. Um, I think especially like traditionally, like a lot of the times yeah. I think women are made to feel like, oh, you need to please your man. You know what I mean? And that's like the most important thing in that men are so much more sexual than women. And so like they, they need sex versus women don't necessarily like need it, you know, or need to feel sexually satisfied versus a man who like, I feel like societally we've made it seem like you guys have this like innate need and drive. Whereas I don't know if that's necessarily true, like, you know, more or less compared to a woman. Yep. No, I would totally agree. I think, I think like you mentioned, that's, it's a historical thing. Um, you know, even in the past with women being, you know, kind of declared as property, mm -hmm. which obviously I 
I disagree with, but you that, do. That is <laughs> that is what you know. That is what happened. What was the case in the past? So, yeah. um, there definitely is pressures to 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 please the guy, or I could see where that where that comes from for sure. There's it definitely exists. So yeah, for sure. As far as it, the idea of like, is it hard for women to say no? Um, I think a lot of times women feel like they can't, especially because, like I said. In society, it's this, I feel like with this pressure of like making sure that the man is satisfied um, and making sure that their needs are met first over a woman. So I think that in society that can make it uh, hard to, you know, say no as a woman. But um, I will say I think it's getting better as time goes on um, and as people are realizing that you should have every right to say no, not just to sex, but to anything physically. Um, and that that doesn't make you a bad partner or it doesn't make them give the man the right to be like, feel a type of like negative way about you because you don't want to do something. Okay, this person says, I want to have casual hookups because I recently got out of a long-term relationship and in college, but I have been struggling with actually committing to see them. I like to talk to them but when the time comes to actually meet up, I get too nervous and embarrassed and I always ghost even though I want to gain the experience. How do I get into hooking up with people without being drunk? Well, okay, if you just got out of a long-term relationship, then I feel like it makes sense that you're kind of hesitant because this is a foreign time for you and like it's a different, it's a completely different experience. So I think that you should be easy on yourself in the sense of, like if you feel weird and you don't want to do it, there's probably a reason and that's totally fine. And I think if you can let go of that expectation of like, oh, well, I just got out of a committed relationship. It's time to hoe it up, which is great if that's what you want to do. I fully support you. But also at the same time, realizing that like maybe that's not your direct path at the moment and that you need to explore more platonic relationships before you, you know, pursue them sexually especially because you were just in a committed relationship. Like it's such a huge difference. You know what I mean? Yep. I think it that would make it really hard in a long-term like committed relationship. Um, you know, that's not something if, if that was the case with us, that's not something I could just like go out there. Like I wouldn't know what to do. So I totally. think that's pretty normal. Um, I think where alcohol kind of plays in cause it gives you that little bit of confidence boost, yeah, or it maybe makes you look careless. But I think if that's, you know, if that's kind of, an underlying concern, you know, that's probably just evaluating what, you know, what's, you know, why, why do you need the alcohol to get in those situations? And are, you know, with you mentioning the long-term relationship, are you kind of rushing yourself into that? Mm -hmm. Um, because yeah, you shouldn't necessarily need the alcohol to do that, but, um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's kind of just determining what you want and taking time, um, and not putting like pressure on yourself or expectations yep. like, okay, well, I've been talking to this guy on like, we've been texting for a few weeks or whatever. And he says like, oh, come over and then I chicken out because I don't want to, you know, have sex with him right away. That's fine. Like, why can't you guys meet up for a drink first and see how it goes? And maybe it's just a drink and then you go home or maybe you go to the movies and then you're like, hey, I'm not feeling it. And then you go home and this idea of like, I have to end the night with hooking up with someone casually. Like that's, I don't think that's really fair to yourself to put that pressure on you because you just did get out of a long-term relationship even if you weren't in a long-term relationship just in general like putting that pressure of well i should be doing this because blah 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 like every single person is different and whatever you 
feel comfortable doing is what is the right thing to do. And a lot of time, like when you get out of a long term relationship, like you should take that time right after and like kind of focus on yourself and kind mm-hmm. of just like it's a good point. Bring like build up your confidence again. And I think that 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 might be another reason why you're like chickening out is mm-hmm. because like quote unquote not, yeah quote unquote sorry you oh, can't yeah. <laughs> for those of you listening yeah. yeah um maybe it's like you feel really confident like right before and you're mm-hmm. talking to them and it's like yeah i'm gonna do it and then like the time comes and like you say you you back out i think that comes from a level of confidence you know what i mean and totally. i think in a way it's more beneficial for you mentally physically emotionally to kind of focus on yourself and I feel like you'll know when the time is right. Like yeah. forcing yourself and like having that expectation of mm-hmm. I'm, I need to do this is is in a way more counteractive because you're putting this ex- expectation on yourself. And it's like, well, if I don't do it, then I'm not really like taking advantage of of being single. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, advice for still doing the deed with your partner while you have roommates. I don't want it to be awkward or to take away from the romance between us. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. Yep, true. I mean, yeah, I guess probably they don't care. But does that mean like you don't care? Like you can be like, oh, they don't give a fuck. But that still might be awkward in your head. So I feel like something that you can try and do is I don't know how close you are with your roommate but if you guys are really close you could be like yo I'm trying to get it in like can you give me a heads up if you're like out to run errands for a few hours or whatever just like can you let me know in that and you may not be comfortable doing that if you're not then I think that again maybe figure out when they work if they work out of the house or um you know seeing if they have plans one night or something like that, just trying to figure out their schedule a little bit so you can have that time apart. If that doesn't work and you have your roommate at home with you no matter what, um, I think that your best bet would probably be be to uh, turn on some music (laughs) or a a movie loudly um, and just... Drown out the sound. Yeah, drown out the sound. I mean, I don't really... I think most roommates give a shit though to be honest with you um like what are they gonna do knock on your, are you having sex like you know what i mean um but yeah use I get protection it. yeah exactly <laughs> use protection i think a big thing to it is just being respectful too mm-hmm. you know to your roommates first and foremost um besides that it's you know it's it's normal and like janelle said if you're if you're close enough to them you can obviously try and communicate or kind of work with their schedule Mm -hmm. but it's just being you know doing your best to be respectful of it obviously if you're blasting music every other night that's going to be probably an issue to your roommates right so good point um but yeah most of the time i think people are going to understand you know so yeah people have needs you know so this person says do you guys think watching porn is emotionally cheating i know everyone has different opinions on it but i do not like it when my boyfriend is trying to stop watching watching it because he knows it makes me uncomfortable i just don't know what to do if he keeps watching it well, there was a ton of questions about this and like just watching porn in general like is it cheating is it bad if i do it is it bad if my partner does it should we do it together is it bad if i do it alone um i don't think there's really it's not really black and white because there's no like textbook yes it's wrong no it's not wrong you know what i mean um like for me personally i wouldn't consider that cheating at all I mean, 
you know, there's a difference between watching and then being addicted to it. And that's a whole different, you know, ball game. But I don't think it's cheating, but it's really not up to me to tell you what your comfort level is with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an individual. I think it's just based off an individual um, perception and feelings and how they feel. So, mm-hmm. um, I yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't think I wouldn't classify it as cheating, um, you know, but if it's something that upsets you, um, maybe communicate that. And then, like you said, I think once it gets to like, you know, the abusive end of things like or let's say it's impacting um sexual performance during you know with your partner Mm -hmm. um because of your issue this porn issue Mm -hmm. um i think that's kind of when it becomes the issue at least that's what i would kind of look at it as um but yeah like you said i think it's it's a personal preference so you just kind of have to communicate with your partner too if you think that's an issue or if you're uncomfortable with it um you know just have an open communication and a lot of people are also saying how they feel uncomfortable that their partner watches it because they feel like they are now expected to perform that same way. But the thing is that you kind of have to remember is like porn is a fantasy. It's not real life. Like these people are performing, they're acting most of the time. And so I don't think it's fair to try to then in return, like perform like you just the same way as you just watched someone because these people are literally doing this for their job and they're supposed to make it look super easy, super seamless, super effortless, like the greatest thing they've ever experienced. So if you're comparing your own sexual experiences with what you have seen on, you know, the computer or whatever, like that's not really fair to you because like I said, these people are doing this for a job. They're supposed to make it look super easy, enjoyable, like never awkward. You know, there's editing involved. There's lighting, all that kind of stuff. And so I think that's where it can get a little bit toxic is if you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm never going to look as good as these girls. So he doesn't want me because, you know, after watching that, he'll never want my body because I'm not as good as the person that he was just watching. You know, I think it's important to remember that it's not real life um, and you are real life. You know, I think everything you touched on is is spot on. But also, you know, I think I think for a lot of people, it's not necessarily wrong in a sense because I think I think it can come into play in like self discovery, like what mm. I think it can be used in in as an advantage if I can talk um, in the right way, you know, because I think people can kind of you know learn about you know what they like or what totally. intrigues them, yeah. Which then, if you communicate that right with your partner, I think can be beneficial. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't think it's always, you know, bad or should be um, shed in that light, you know. So I think it, it can be used in a good way. So I just wanted to put that out there, I think. Yeah. yeah. If I could add to that, if someone's comfortable and someone's not and like maybe like, one, you know, one of you is like, well, I'm not watching it to like cheat on you. I'm just, yeah. you know, wanting to maybe learn new things. Like maybe that's something that you guys can do together. Right. Um, You know, just... Yeah, kind of piggybacking off that, like a lot of people are asking, how do we spice things up in the bedroom? Whether that's because we've been dating for a long time or just whatever the reason may be. Um, I mean, I feel like that's one tool that could be used for that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's emotionally cheating. Okay, best way to introduce a new kink with your significant other. This is also tied to best way to introduce. Different accessories. Maybe that's a toy. Maybe that's a new piece of lingerie, whatever it may be. 
how to introduce that without it being weird because I get it. Like sometimes it's a little, could be a little awkward to just randomly whip out something. And <laughs> going off of that, a lot of people are saying that they feel as though their partner's going to be offended that they want to use a toy. Like they're not good enough and they need something else. Um, I will say that toys are a teammate, not a competition. Okay. Amen. We like that. It's a teammate, not a competition. Yeah. And just because you want to bring in a toy does not mean that your partner sucks or something, but it's just, it's another way to enhance pleasure. Like that's literally what it is. Um, whether that's lingerie, toy, video, whatever it is. So that would be my thought on that in terms of introducing it. I mean, you could just kind of take it slowly and maybe you want to like introduce a cute piece of lingerie. So put that on be like, oh my gosh, I have a really cute surprise for you. I can't wait for you to see it. And then, you know, come out with it. Or um, if you want to introduce a toy, like maybe you guys are doing your thing and then you say like, oh, I really want to try this out and you bring it out and, you know, make it known like this isn't a competition. This is your teammate and make it a fun, like positive experience, not something like, oh, well, it never gets the job done. So therefore I have to bring this in because you're just not good enough. And I think that if you guys are secure and you're within each other that you will, I mean, they should respond positively to that because I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, using accessories. Dang, you ran with that one. I don't know. Was, just, was no, that good? No, it was good. <laughs> um, These are cute. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Same with the king. Like, if there's something that you want, that you've been wanting your partner to do, or you want to try on them or something, like, communicate to that. And you don't have to make it, like, this big deal. You can be like, oh, it would be really awesome, or I would really love to try this. And, you know, it may be a little bit awkward for a second to bring it up, but... I mean, obviously you want to communicate and ask permission or, you know, say like, oh, I would love if you did this to me. It would be so great or it feels so good. Or I would love to try doing this on you if, you know, if you would want that. And really, like you do have to communicate. And sometimes that could be a little bit awkward. But like if you're secure in yourself and you're secure in this person that you're having sex with. I would hope that it wouldn't be that awkward. You know what I mean? Yep. And if they respond negatively and like freak out, OK, well, then fucking buy like <laughs> move on to the next <laughs> friends what if you could finally have a bra that makes your boobs look and feel amazing and is actually super comfortable to wear all day does it sound too good to be true well lucky for you it's not with third love third love's 24 7 classic t-shirt bra will make your boobs look great it's super supportive and comfortable and it won't show through your clothes and it's made millions of women and their boobs very happy for me personally, I feel like there's so many times where I don't actually know what my bra size is and I just end up guessing. And then I go about the day wearing my wrong bra size, which can make it so uncomfortable and annoying to just wear a bra. And that is why I love Third Love's Fitting Room Quiz. The Fitting Room Quiz is like a personal shopper, but better, it focuses on size, breast shape, fit issues, and your style to find bras that are perfect for you. And their bras come in over 60 sizes and they have half cups, which is so cool and a genius idea. They've got no slip straps that stay in place all day. They're super supportive and comfortable and they fit to your body. So your boobs always look their best. In addition to bras, they also have tons of really, really comfortable loungewear. I'm obsessed with their loungewear. I wear it all the time. They even have underwear 
they've really got something for everyone. And what's great is you never have to worry about getting stuck with a bad bra ever again because returns and exchanges are free for 60 days. And Third Love is all about giving back. They're actually the largest donor of undergarments in the US. Partnering with organizations across the United States, Third Love has donated over $40 million worth of bras to help people in need. So ditch your bad bras. Get a better one that makes you look and feel great. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash sesh. That's 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash sesh. Any funny or embarrassing sex stories like falling off the bed or hitting your head? <laughs> I just have one that I could think of. Can I tell them about the pulling hair on the piercing Oh, incident? go for it. Yeah. Okay. There's so. no stopping it. <laughs> As you guys know, I have a bunch of new piercings um, on my ears. And a little while ago, John and I were, you know, hanging out and he pulled my hair to get out of the way, but a piece of the hair was wrapped around one of my piercings and he like pulled it. And then for a second, I was like, ah. <laughs> then it started really hurting because you know that if you have a new piercing, somebody's get caught on it and you start tugging at it like that shit fucking hurts. So I was like, no, 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 stop, stop. And you looked so scared. And you're like, what, what? And I was like, it's my piercing. And you're like, oh, sorry. And I had to like untangle it from my ear. That was like the one thing that I could think of right off the top of my head. That was like a funny slash awkward moment for us. Yeah, it was yeah. a little, uh, I was a little terrified for a sec. Little, just because I was like, I probably could have pulled that out of your ear. No, it wasn't that bad. No, not like, but it's so, it was yeah. so fresh in the sense that it was like, yeah, it was, was a little like, sore. My ear was a little sore for like a few days, but she's fine. We move We're on. Good. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> no worries. You didn't mean to. Okay. How do you think sex culture and reproductive rights would change if men were expected to take contraceptives like birth control, IUDs, or implants instead of women? I know men are kind of expected to use condoms and such, but... All, with all the birth control options were targeted towards men instead of women, do you think things would be different? Um, yeah, I think it is interesting that, like, culturally, I feel like it is kind of the responsibility of, like, the woman to make sure that they're, like, they're on the pill or whatever. And, like, yeah, like, condoms are great and everything, but a lot of times people feel like they don't want to use those. And I wish that there were more female or male contraceptive options. I know that that is something that people are starting to come out with. Um, I think there is one in the United States that is either close to coming out or is in trials right now, which I think is great. Like, I think it should be put on both partners to make sure that you are having sex safely. Yep. And go, actually, go ahead. No. Go ahead. Finish your thought. I'll say, and the big part about it is birth control Hormonal birth control comes with so many side effects, many of them being really negative. And so it's not really fair that just women have to deal with that. <laughs> and also, you guys get to be fine. One thing that also gets me every single time is that women are expect are expected, quote unquote, to, you know, be on contraceptives, but we only have a certain amount of eggs that we're born with. We don't have like the after puberty when we have a certain amount of eggs, right? Totally. Men produce sperm. So all fucking day, much. Day. All day, every day. All day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> why am I getting, why am I the one that's, why can't you guys get rid of your guys' forever? <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good point. But yeah, it's annoying, especially with the side effects. Like, I don't think men realize how much side effects come with birth control. And I think that a lot of times we're just expected to kind of like ignore it, um, especially like mental side effects. 
I mean, birth control can really fuck you up. And it's not it's not fair that women are the ones that ma- majority of the time have to deal with those. Yep. You should take a birth control pill, John. Well, I agree. It's it's not fair. It's hard to say what that change would look like or what that would do. But I mean, it would definitely it would definitely change like. You know, it's hard to say if it would change like men's sex drive, but it, it would there would be a different outlook for sure. And I think there would be, you know. Yeah. It, and it should be on both because it's not just a one way street. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, the female would be carrying a baby if that was the case, but it, it, it's a, it, it takes two to um, get to that point. Mm-hmm. So correct. Yeah. I don't think it should just be a one way street, which it has historically been. So. Yeah. Especially in the sense of like a lot of birth control takes away your sex drive, which is so fucking like <laughs> counteractive. Yeah. Counteractive. Like you take something so that you're not getting pregnant but then with that comes the side effect of like your libido goes fucking plummeting. And that's super irritating to a lot of people, I think, especially if you're in a heterosexual relationship of, oh, well, now my like girlfriend, wife, whatever, doesn't want to have sex with me. And meanwhile, she's like, no, 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 that's not the case. I'm just on hormones that literally scientifically make it in my little brain that I'm just like, I have no drive now. And so I think that it would be a lot, perhaps more of an understanding society if men also mm-hmm. knew what that was like, you know? Yeah, it looks like <clears throat> there's like this, uh, the first male birth control is called NEST, nestrogone, nestrogen, nestrobrone, testosterone. Um, and it just mm. passed the clinical trials um, oh, cool! Yeah, so and this was like a year later. This, okay. this I think this more is more recent. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully there's something soon. Yeah, good tips on how to get over a guy that isn't interested in you. I told one of my best guy friends back in December that I had feelings for them, and they were not reciprocated. He told me that he doesn't feel that way about me now, and he's also not ready for a relationship. We had a situationship in the past, and when we reconnected, I realized those feelings never left. Now, flash forward, we had hooked up once in twenty October of 2021, and I told him I had feelings December 2021. I'm just having a really hard time letting go, even though I know that he doesn't see me like that right now. Please help. <sighs> what do you think? It's tough not being in that situation to answer, but... Yeah. Um, you know, a lot easier said than done, obviously, but the feelings have to be kind of mutual for something to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's not what they want and they are communicating that to you, um, then unfortunately that's probably just not the right fit at the moment. You know, it doesn't mean it, it wouldn't be in the future. It doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean you can't find somebody else, you know, sooner than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's tough getting over somebody like that that you have feelings and have maybe never maybe they've never fully said no this wouldn't work right maybe they're you know kind of leading you on totally what or whatever the case may be so it I, it's a tough one i feel like and this might suck to hear but i think one of your best options would be to probably kind of pull back on having that even platonic relationship because even if he's cool with being friends with you 
and that's great and all, but you're wanting something more. It's really not fair to you to keep being in that relationship as friends when you're wanting something more because it's going to make, you know, quote unquote, giving or getting over him harder. Um, if you guys are, you know, still communicating, hanging out and whatnot, because I think that that kind of leaves that like false sense of hope, like, oh, well, maybe, you know, if if I am still friends with him, like maybe down the line, he'll change his mind or something. But that's not really fair to you because I think it's just going to give potential to set you up for disappointment. So you may have to reevaluate your your relationship with this person and maybe take a step back. Um, and, you know, you might have to be honest with them. Like, look, I have feelings for you romantically and I know you don't for me and that's fine. But in order for me to be able to, you know, try and move on from you in that sense, I I can't be friends with you in this moment. And, you know, I need to be able to work on myself. And unfortunately, like we just need to have a break in our in our relationship. And that doesn't mean you guys can't reconnect later on, you know, down the road. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, that's tough. It sucks when you have feelings for someone and they're not reciprocated. Like, it's a really hard feeling, but, you know, I think that it almost makes it harder when you try to stay in that relationship, even if it's just as friends, because I think there's a set, like, there's a part of you that's going to hold on to false hope. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Someone says a friend of mine told me it's normal for sex to be painful. Everyone I've ever known has told me otherwise. What do you guys think? Um, that is not normal. I would go visit a doctor and let them know that because that can mean a lot. It means so many different things. Um, but it shouldn't be like painful. And obviously like some positions are going to be more comfortable for other, for some than others. And that's just personal preference, obviously. But sex in general, like should not be painful. And I think that if it is, that probably means that something else is going on. And it, it's so common. Like, I want you to know that it is common. Like, a lot of people have painful sex, but that doesn't mean that it's the normal thing or that's what, that means that nothing else is going on behind doors. Um, Because, yeah, that can mean a lot of underlying, like, medical uh, situations and stuff, whether it be, like, endometriosis or, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to list them all off, but I know for a fact that if it is really painful for you, that is worth going to see a doctor and talking to them about that because they might be able to help figure out why it is painful and how to try and make it better. Okay, so this person says, I'm a sex worker and I have just entered into a serious relationship. He doesn't know and I'm afraid he'll leave me if I tell him what I do for work. My friend suggests that if I don't, it's considered cheating. What do you think? I think you need to tell him. Yeah, you need to tell him not too far into the relationship i would imagine yeah it's hard you know it's hard to say without knowing what his or her her work field is um but yeah i would definitely communicate that earlier than later it's gonna come out like if you guys are in a relationship it's gonna come out at some point and it you know maybe this person's totally open and maybe what you know what you do it is not an issue Mm -hmm. so i think I mean, either way, that's your job. So at the end of the day, you're going to have to go home to your significant other and you want somebody that's going to understand um, yeah. regardless. So, you know, if... And if, support you. Yeah. Like when you have a bad day at work, you want to be able to go home and talk to them about that. Yeah. So if they're... It, it's, it'll help you. It'll benefit you if you communicate that because you're going to find somebody that either is compatible for you and understands or is not, which 
you know, it could be understandable both ways, but I think you do need to communicate that, at least give them a heads up. Yeah. So it's not like a surprise later on because then that will, I think regardless, kind of. That's going to make shit things worse. Then, not yeah. only like, let's say they do have an issue with that. Not only do you deal with that, but then you also have to deal with the fact that you didn't tell them for X amount of time and that also can create issues. So I think being honest with them and you deserve someone who supports you and what your job is. And if it's not that person, then, you know, finding someone who will support you is important. So in Colorado, it is very, very dry. It is a dry state and I need anything I can to help make sure that I am hydrated, not only on the inside, but my skin is hydrated as well. Did you know that moisturizers don't actually hydrate your skin? They simply seal the outer layer of your skin to prevent your internal moisture from leaking out. So if you don't already have enough hydration inside of you, those topical creams are not going to help a whole lot. And this is where Peak comes into place. Peak's BT Fountain is the first skincare you can drink. It enhances and boosts internal moisture production and preservation for results in less than 30 days. It has ceramides that visibly reduce fine lines and increase skin elasticity, hyaluronic acid, which increases skin moisture content, and electrolytes to help provide deep cellular hydration. And another thing that's great about Peak is that it can actually help reduce brain fog. Electrolytes are an essential part of the nutrient process, and when we are severely depleted of electrolytes, that's why we have that brain fog feeling, especially in the afternoon. For me personally, after I eat lunch, I get tired and very groggy in the afternoon, but with Peak, I am able to just drink it. It keeps me hydrated. It gives me like a little afternoon boost. It's great. And Peak's BT Fountain works together with your topical moisturizer to ensure total hydration for youthful, dewy skin. And Peak has an awesome deal for you guys. Peak is offering a limited time offer for just our listeners. Get 15% off plus free shipping for life when you subscribe at peaklife.com slash sesh. That's P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash S-E-S-H. And use code sesh for 5% off site wide. Okay, were you all nervous to lose your virginity? Is there anything you think people should know about before they have sex? Any tips on making it easier, better? Okay, I feel like this is a whole ass societal pressure of like the first time you have sex has to be the most amazing and wonderful, magical experience of your life. And come to find out that is not the case for most people. And that's completely normal and fine because it's a brand new experience that you've never had. So how the fuck are you going to be good at it if it's the first time you've ever done it? How the fuck? No pun intended. (laughs) Like, how are you going to know what to do? And know what feels good and know what you like if you've never done it before. Like, that's just a stupid pressure that so many people put on themselves. Um, So I would say to not to go in there knowing that, like, it may not be this magical, incredibly, like, romantic, amazing, greatest thing you've ever done in your entire life experience, because that's just not really realistic. Um, And to get that pressure off of you, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you want it to be consensual. You want to want to do it, but it's a new experience. You don't know really what you're doing, and that's totally normal for it to not be the greatest thing that's ever happened. Like, I feel like that's pretty much it's, everyone I've talked to is like, my first time was yeah, it, it's weird. <laughs> it seems very normal. Yeah. Like you said, it's two individuals that have completely different expectations, completely different backgrounds. They're coming together on something that they've, like you said, there's no experience in. At least one of them has, doesn't have experience, you know. Sure. Maybe, the, maybe well, your partner does. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say, but yeah. um, 
I mean, yeah, the first time, regardless with who it is, you know, how prepared you think you are, how prepared they are, like, it, yeah. it's just, it's going to be kind of an awkward situation regardless. Um, but that is normal. Yeah, it's totally normal. And don't feel, like, ashamed. Like, oh, I'm bad at sex. Well, duh, you've never had sex. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how are you going to be good at something if you've never done it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know why, like, this pressure of, like... Well, when you have sex the first time, it has to be the greatest thing in the world. Like, no, it doesn't. Where did the pressure come? Where did I don't know. Because I've never, I have literally never met a human being that has ever been like, yes, my first time was incredible. No, it's always like it was awkward. I didn't know what to do. Uh, I was like, this is it. Like, that's what everyone's making it a big deal about. Like, everyone makes it such a big deal. Another thing, too, is like, everybody makes such a big deal of it. And then it happens and it's like, oh, that's it. Yeah. That's what it was. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know what, where that came from. Of like this huge pressure to make it like the greatest thing ever. If you have, you said any tips on making it better. Um, I would just say having communication. Like if you feel comfortable telling that person, like, "Yo, I've never had sex before," um, that might make you feel better because then they'll know, like, whether or not they've had sex. I don't know, but it could be like, okay, well, I know this person is probably a little bit more nervous and. You know, to just be communicative and um, let's see, lube. <laughs> Make sure you have a lot of that. Like, I mean, that will help with the process. I don't know why. There's also like this weird societal pressure of like, don't use lube. Only old people use lube. I don't know where the fuck that came from. You should be using it all the time. It's very good for you. It's very good for your body. And that's yeah, that. That's that. <laughs> What would you do if your man's Insta feed was half naked women? Is it appropriate? This person says they're married at age 30. Um, I'm a little pissed, not gonna lie. John's Instagram feed. I don't feed. think it's appropriate. Married at age 30, half your Insta. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe he's only following four people, but um, <laughs> assuming that's not the case. Yeah, I think it's, that's a little extreme after. I mean, what? how would you feel if you saw half of my Instagram? Yeah, I'd be a little like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's, you know, there, there's something else there yeah. that, you know. I wish we had more like context. Exactly. Maybe that individual is trying to solve for, but it is a little odd. So she married. Definitely, if you have, like, kids, that would be, to me, that'd be a little weird. If yeah. Half your. Uh, I would confront them. Be like, yo, what's this? why you got this so this person says what is your advice on showing your partner and receiving love when your love languages are completely different i know my boyfriend loves me and i love him but sometimes it feels like it's not communicated back at all well john and i have different love languages like john's top love language is physical touch mine is either acts of service or quality time um but i think that it doesn't like that doesn't mean you guys can't have a successful relationship or make sure that you guys feel loved. I think it's important to realize the best way that you feel loved may be different from them. Like John, it would mean more to him to like for me to come up to him and give him a big hug than it would for me to go fill his tank of gas. But it's totally reversed for me. Like if John went and filled my tank of gas, I was like, I know you hate doing this. I filled your gas tank. I'm like, oh, you're the best. Like, I love you. It makes me feel so loved. Especially like quality time that as well versus like getting a hug. Obviously, I love to hug him, but like it's it's it feel it fills my cup up differently 
So I think knowing what you guys want, but then also appreciating that that person's not the same. So I know to John, like if John's had a rough day and he wants to feel loved, like I'm going to give him extra cuddles and, you know, back scratches. John's like, mm. yes, back <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so if you are not feeling like you're being fulfilled in that way, I think maybe having that conversation of like, look, it's so great that you are willing to spend quality time with me. But really what I need right now is for you to, you know, write me a letter of how much you love me. Like that's what means so much to me is like a birthday card or you expressing your love, even like sending me a text in the morning or, you know, throughout the day, like I'm thinking about you, you know, whatever way you would feel loved is important to communicate that to them because they're not gonna be able to read your mind. And that's not really fair to them. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think it's good for all couples um, to understand what each other's is, like love right. language is, which I don't think, and I probably could say I know for a fact, like there's a lot of guys out there that don't don't even understand what the categories are. Don't, you know, totally. we probably never had that conversation. Um, so I think, you know, you want a partner that's going to, you know, is going to fulfill those, you know, that love language. But like you said, the communication is key. You know, maybe they need a reminder, maybe they, you know, and if it's something you haven't done with your partner, it's an activity you can do together mm -hmm. to talk about. Um, yeah, we'll put the, uh, there's the quiz down below. I'll put it in the description box if you haven't taken it. It's interesting whether you're in a relationship or not. I think it's just interesting to know what your love language is. Yeah. So I, I was just going to say, you know, over, over a period of time, I think it, you know, a, a partner that is committed to you and, committed to your well-being i think will you know will recognize your needs in that sense and you know try and help fulfill those it, you know it doesn't always have to be an everyday occurrence every hour occurrence but you know here and there you know do something that you know you're recognizing what their love language is you know? yeah that's why for you sometimes i'll just randomly go get breakfast coffee oh, my God. put gas in your car like john shows up with freaking mcdonald's breakfast in the morning <laughs> you like come in the door and you holding a freaking mick griddle thingy whatever it's called what is, what's the one i get john it's the egg and cheese biscuit biscuit yeah yes like that just oh makes me feel so loved <laughs> um but yeah i don't think there's any reason why people wouldn't have successful successful relationships just because they have different love languages okay so a lot of people have talked about feeling like they're struggling feeling sexy in their own body and just feeling confident in their body. This person in particular says, um, I have small boobs and a small ass and looking at other women's bodies in porn or in the media, I always feel worse about it. I was wondering if there was anything you guys do to think, make yourself feel sexy or more comfortable with your sex life. Um, <clears throat> well, for me personally, I'm also part of the IBTC. Itty bitty titty committee. Let's go, baby. I love all my members out there. Um, I think that if you feel self-conscious about your body, do something that you know will make you feel good. Maybe that's putting on cute lingerie. Like if I put on a cute outfit, then I feel like it makes me feel more confident in the body that I have. Um, that might be, yeah, like a cute outfit or maybe um, like hyping yourself up beforehand, like standing in the mirror and like giving yourself a pep talk perhaps staying away from I know it's hard because like social media is everywhere I was gonna say stay away from looking at other people but it's really hard to compare to not compare yourself um but doing things that make you feel sexy 
whether that's putting on cute lingerie or um, putting like really cute makeup on or some cute jewelry or um, like perfume, different self-care. self Yeah, self-care. And also a lot of people say like, oh, I feel as though I'm not confident in my body and my partner is judging me. Well, you have to realize that if someone's having sex with you, it's because they want to have sex with you. Like they're not going to have sex with you and then think in their head like, oh, this person's disgusting the whole time because they wouldn't do it then. Um, and so I think reminding yourself like, no, they're they're choosing to have sex with me. They obviously find me attractive. Um, and I think that can help, you know, in the moment of feeling more confident. What do you think, John, as a male? What would you do like to feel more confident? Do you have anything you want to add? Mm, I, I don't know. I think you kind of the nail on the head. Males Sorry, are, no. Men are always ready to go. No. <laughs> wow. Offended I am. Offended I am. <laughs> Yoda. Um, no, I mean, I think, it. you know, I think I liked hearing your side because, you know, probably a good portion of this audience is um, going to be female um, or, you know, listens in on to you more often than not. So yeah. they want kind of your advice. But it's hard to say for me it's kind of just everybody has everybody's imperfect like everybody has imperfections like we're not yeah. you know and that's and a lot of it is going to be stuff that you can't determine unfortunately you know if, if it is something physical of looks maybe that's genetics right maybe that's that's you know and it is it's easier saying this now you know than you know in the moment totally when you can kind of spiral in your thoughts which is easier said and done but um so i think everybody's Im imperfect just remember that but like you said if they're in the act of doing it with you then there was obviously enough there that um sparked interest so yeah i don't know just remember that at the end of the day we're all imperfect and a lot of, no, it, a lot of it we can't necessarily control and the social media regardless of if it's body type wh yeah. whatever you're looking at there's always going to be the the edited the perfect versions mm -hmm. on any sort of media platform yeah, so <laughs> like i said social media is fake like things that you see online or social media whether it's porn whatever it is like that person is there to to get get the job done of like performing for whoever's watching them and not that there's anything wrong with that by any means but i think it's important to remember like their job is to literally make it look easy um and also you know when it comes to instagram and shit that stuff's all fucking fake. Like, Facetune, you can literally make yourself look like a completely different human online. Um, so just remember, like, that person probably has insecurities as well. Um, you just may not know it because people don't usually just talk about their insecurities because, well, they're insecure. How do I tell my boyfriend I wish he would give more aftercare without it sounding like I'm super upset by it? I just want to have more int intimacy or conversation after we finish. I think this is really common. Um, people feel like, oh, you have sex and that's it. And you just wham, like get bam, dressed and don't you, talk. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. What? Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Exactly. So, I mean, if that's something that's important to you, again, you need to communicate that to your partner, letting them know like that was great, but could we just like hang out and cuddle for a little bit? Or could we talk? Or could we go back to kissing for a little bit? Um, whatever that looks like to you. I don't know what you need, but you need to communicate that to them because they don't they may not know that and um you, 
you know, by expressing that to them, that will give them the chance of like, oh, I didn't know that this person really needs to make sure that I like take the moment to like be with them physically afterwards or talk to them or, you know, whatever it may be. Talk about your experience afterwards versus just like throwing on your clothes and then going about your day. Clearly that aftercare has like been a big topic. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I always see people discussing that and that is going to look different for everyone. But the main thing is communicating to people what you want, what you need. And also making it seem like, okay, well, that doesn't, because I think some people are afraid that their partner is going to take that in a bad way of like, oh, well, I didn't do a good enough job. And it's really not about that. Like, oh, that was so wonderful. Can we go ahead and talk about it after? Or can we spend a few minutes cuddling after or something like that? So, yeah, that's what I would say. I just... (laughs) What? I just sent the wrong text to the wrong person. You did? Oh, no. Was this... What? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This could be bad. (laughs) Is it awkward? Yeah. I texted my friend instead of Adam. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not about to ask you what it was. Okay. Well... I mean, it's not... uh, I mean, <laughs> oh no. Um, I'm just gonna expose myself real quick. Oh shit! Okay. I just said I'm glad we have good sex after care, but I sent it to my friend instead of Adam. <laughs> oh no! no. Corelli, no, no, That's no. incredible. Oh my god! <laughs> you should just leave that. Is it a good friend? Yeah, she's my best friend. Okay, so then you be like, "Lol." I said, yeah, "Omg." Could- <laughs> Could have been a completely oh different outcome there. Why did I do that? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, man. Thanks for sharing that. That was really hilarious. Yeah, I had that to was... share it because I, I'm embarrassed. Well, so I'm embarrassed to not, I, not to I, tell I, us. I know. I have to share it. That way I won't be embarrassed. That's good. Dude, that's Just so... don't up to it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so yeah. funny. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> I love that so much. Okay. I think that's probably where we're going to end it. Um, thank you, John. Thanks for, for having coming me. on the podcast. We really appreciate your input. And it's really nice to have a man's input on this because obviously like you think differently than I do and just the more um, different opinions, I think the better. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. I'm yeah. Glad I was able to come on and talk about this stuff. Yes, me too. With my wonderful fiance. Oh, I love you. I love you. You're so cute. Beyonce. Oh, you're so cute. Beyonce. People are going to ask when we're getting married. We don't fucking know. TBD. TBD. Might just go get married after this. Yeah. And not tell anyone. Like tonight. Like tonight. Should we get married now? Yeah. Oh, she married on the show. Carly, will you marry us? Yeah, I am. Or I can be ordained in oh, 20 minutes. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, we should probably do an it. online John's course. Wedding. Yeah. Yeah. You can get an online cert, cert I'm sure. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Um, be on the lookout for Kendall because she's, she's coming, back. coming back very soon. So thank you guys for hanging out with me and Crelly and Sydney when it, when Kendall was on leave. We really appreciate it. Um, I hope you guys found this episode interesting or useful in any way. And that's going to be it. Um, be sure to check out milehiremerch.com because we have a ton of merch and we have all sizes. So hop on there to get your merch needs. And that's it. Thank you guys. And we will see you on the next session. Until then, John, stay with us. Keep Keep it it fresh. fresh.